Are you looking to purchase a property? In today's episode, we are going to cover the legal process and answer some common questions. Things like being finance ready, reviewing contracts, and ordering reports. I hope by explaining this, you come to understand the difference between the exchange date, the cooling off date, and the settlement date. The Curious Lawyer, asking the legal questions you want to know the answers to. Ellison Legal has limited liability under a scheme approved by the Professional Standards Legislation. This podcast provides you with general information only. It is not intended to provide you with legal advice, nor should it be taken as legal advice. Please contact your legal practitioner for legal advice that is tailored to your specific circumstances. When I receive an inquiry to purchase property, I often receive an email attaching a contract asking me to have a look at it and see if this is a good buy. Where I go from there is I look at the contract, I review it, I see if there are any changes that need to be made and I provide legal advice on that. In addition to providing advice, I also draft up a letter to go to the vendor solicitor asking for changes to be made to the contract. You see, when property practitioners prepare contracts, we put in there what we call additional conditions or special conditions. What that means is there are standard conditions in a contract, but we want to add to it or we want to change it. Sometimes there are terms in a contract added, things like a release of deposit clause. A clause like a release of deposit is basically the vendor saying to the purchaser, I want to use the deposit you're giving me because I need to go buy another property myself or I'm going to a retirement village or I need that money to pay stamp duty, something like that. As a property practitioner, I look at a clause like that and think, was that just added in there or does the vendor really need that? So I might go back and ask for that to be deleted. Whether that's agreed to or not is a different story. But that's what the draft letter to the property practitioner is asking. It's asking for amendments to the contract. So as a purchaser, you can have some sort of say in the contractual terms. Other requests include paying 5% deposit instead of 10%. Once my clients are happy with the draft letter to the vendor solicitor, We send it off and we see what their replies are. If they agree, they agree. If they don't and it's something of great importance, we'll write back and press that point. But sometimes it might not be a deal breaker and you you just let it go. Once you as the purchaser are happy with a contract as amended, you can then look to exchange contracts. But what does that mean? That means you have the contract ready to be signed. You sign a contract, the vendor signs a contract. Most of the time it's going to be the selling agent who will exchange contracts. Sometimes it will be the vendor solicitor who exchanges the contracts. But what they do is they have the two physical contracts in front of them, they check the contract to make sure they're exactly the same and if they are and signed, they're dated that day it is checked. That is exchange. Exchange can also happen electronically, but the same rules apply. If exchange happened under the normal standard terms, 
a five-day cooling off period will apply. That is, the cooling off period expires on the fifth business day after the contract is signed. So for example, if you've signed a contract on a Saturday, it's going to expire at 5pm the following Friday. The number one thing to be aware of as a purchaser when signing a contract is the day you are signing the contract. If you are signing on the day of an auction, the cooling off period will not apply. This could be bidding at auction and succeeding, or it could be at an auction, the property was passed in, you've later provided an offer, which was accepted, and signing. If you have signed on that same day, a cooling off period will not apply. So you really need to be finance ready. Let's talk about that for a minute. What does it mean to be finance ready? Before looking for property, you really need to know what your financial capacity is. So when you are making an offer, you're quite often going to have what they call pre-approval. That means the bank has given you the okay, they think you will be fine with a certain amount, but they need to look at the actual property. That's where the cooling off period comes into it. You have that time for your bank to perform evaluation on the property you're interested in, and if they're happy with it, they will give you what they call unconditional approval. If you do not have unconditional approval at auction, you will be stuck with a property and no guarantee of having finance. But what other things do you need to look at before purchasing property? There are what they call pre-purchase reports. These are things like a pest report, a building report, and if it's a unit, a strata report. The pest and building report are quite oftenly performed together. As property practitioners, we are able to organise these reports on your behalf. The pest report, as you can imagine, reports back on any pest infestations. The building report reports back on the standard of the building, the quality, anything that needs attention. The strata report looks at the strata role and everything that's going on within the strata complex. By looking at the financial statements of the strata scheme, you are able to see what's going on within the strata scheme. Do they have a healthy capital works fund? Do they have a healthy administration fund? Are there special levies that you do not know about and now have found out from the strata report? This one's quite an important report to get. Okay, so you're happy with the report, you've exchanged and the cooling off period has expired. As a property practitioner, I have a number of tasks ahead of me. First of all, I send what we call requisitions on title. Requisitions basically means questions. This is a series of questions that a purchaser solicitor will send to the vendor solicitor asking about the property. But you need to understand these questions when we say about the property, it's really about the land. The reason this is done after exchange is because anything that is adverse to the property is a reason for rescinding the contract. That's if, if it wasn't already disclosed in the contract. The same thing goes for post-exchange inquiries. We ask for reports about any interest in the land. This is from government authorities such as rail, schools, the roads and maritime services, institutions like that. We want to know, is there any interest in your property? 
we also perform inquiries about rates, council rates, water rates, and also strata levies. Once we have the rate certificates, we're able to work out how much the vendor needs to pay and how much the purchaser needs to pay. This is from what we call using the settlement adjustment sheet. Prior to settlement, as a property practitioner, I'll prepare this settlement adjustment sheet. I'll get the purchase price, I'll take out the deposit, I'll work out the adjustments for the rates, and there are a few other little bits and pieces. Clients, review that, give us the approval, and then we go ahead with settlement. What happens at settlement? Your bank will let us know what the loan proceeds are and we will let you know what the difference is. Once we have the full amount, that sum is handed over to the vendor and then you receive title to the land. Congratulations, you are now a new owner. So that was a lot of information to take in and I'm sure you now have quite a lot of questions to ask. To find out more information on being finance ready, check out our episode where I interview Carla Richardson from Wise Finance. If you have a contract that needs reviewing, send me an email at nicole at ellison.com.au or click the link in the show notes. We're soon going to be releasing more information on ordering reports, so keep an eye out for that episode.